foot tall. Yeah, you can drop kick that. <laughs> Attempted murder on a ghost. Cursed paintings burning houses down and lighthouse keepers disappearing without a trace. The world is filled with astonishing stories that will make you go and shrug, saying, well, I don't know what's going on here, but it is certainly strange. My podcast, Certainly Strange, is a collection of these bizarre tales. Each episode I tell a separate story and share my own unfiltered opinions and theories about it. If this sounds interesting to you, come and join me on this journey through the strangest parts of our history. What's, What's up, up witches? witches? Hi, I'm Claudia. <laughs> and it's Jess and all of it. <laughs> That was perfect. That is that was, so in. <laughs> such good timing. I don't think we should redo that. I think that was perfect. <laughs> So Orla's actually the co-host now. Jess is just there. Orla, are you ready to tell me some ghost stories? Yeah, she's having the time. I don't know if you can see, but she's just shoved a whole biscuit in her mouth. And it's she is just... a girl after my own heart. I plan she's to do the same tonight. She's just away. If you keep that up, you're going to choke. <laughs> she's just, like, obviously the everyone listening can't see her, but she... It's just sat in a, She's nine months old today. Yesterday. Today. Yes, um, yeah. And me and Jess were talking about before we started recording how babies are so much better at this age than they are when they're first born. Like when they're first born, they're very cute. But. Yeah. yeah. They're so much more interesting when they're older and start doing mental. things. And she is fully doing things. She is sat yeah. there giggling, shoving biscuits in her mouth. <laughs> Every time I turn around and look at her, she's just like, like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> she, so, so there will probably be lots of interruptions today. Thank God it's not a true crime case. Oh my God, yeah, that would be um, maybe not the most respectful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are sorry, but this is the reality of doing a podcast when you are independent. Yeah. Um, do you know what's uh, really annoying? When we were sat having a conversation before we started recording, did you hear a peep from her? No. But uh, she's run out of biscuits, Jess. Yeah, she has run out of biscuits. I haven't, though. I might... Um, I've got a sheet... I would be loud if I ran out of biscuits as well. I've got a sheet on the floor that like, catches her food, because obviously I'm on carpet. Um <laughs> So I might just pick up some of the food that she's dropped and give it back to her. Yeah, but, um, we love floor food. I love floor food. I mean, it was salmon pasta, so the cat's just come around and eaten up all the salmon that she dropped. But um, there's still a bit better. Jess, pasta. you're such a good parent. I know. I just, you know, <laughs> give her the cat's leftovers. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if you can see how much she's got it all over her face. I can't, No. <laughs> My camera quality is not that... Well, your camera quality is not that great, I guess. Right. Um, so I guess that's our introduction. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you, everyone, for bearing with us. And hopefully you're okay with the new schedule. Um, yeah. I suppose if not, we're sorry. It is what it is. We can't do anything about it, unfortunately. We'd be um, out here. But, yeah, because I actually go back to work on the 24th. So, obviously, we're recording this on the 13th, which is the Thursday. It will go out on the Monday. And then I go back to work the week after that. Yeah. Which is scary. So, you know, busy times. Um, I'm mm. just, I've upped my hours at work to get a more a better mortgage. Yeah. So, Fair. yeah, we really be out here doing yeah. uh, doing bits. Yeah. You know what? Be it, it's stress girl summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does Orla know about stress? Um, yeah, absolutely. She, shy Although, her. she <laughs> shouted at a boy today at rhyme time to like stand Good, up for I herself. Her. Like he tried to take her drum and she was like, ah, and he ran away. Like that. Exactly. And I, I mean, was this like, is the thing. Girl I was like, get it, girl. Hearts. Yeah. She's a strong woman. She's eating biscuits, shouting at men. Honestly. 
Um, also, we're saying biscuits before anyone asks me it is a Farley's Rusk, which are made for babies. Because I just... No. <laughs> there is going to be well, some Well, you know what? There. Also, babies can have biscuits. Yeah, they can. She doesn't have, like, sugary ones. But... She's now well, if anything, I think cat. it's mean that she doesn't. <laughs> they're not supposed <laughs> to have sugar to the one, apparently. But, I mean, I gave her some milky bar buttons the other day because it was the cutest thing in the world. Oh, that's not going to kill her, is it? No. Pretty sure we all had sugar before we all won. Yeah. In my day. <laughs> Back in my day, we lived Babies off sugar. Babies had whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> we had sugar cubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sugar cubes instead of ice cubes in their whiskey. I'm just going to get her something from a packet. Sorry, this is going to sound horrible in the microphone. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to have to take a picture of her because there is biscuits all over her face. Oh, (laughs) that was cute. I'll send that to you. Right. Anyway, with that, anyway, I mean, as we were, everyone ready to be spooked? <laughs> yeah, I mean, five minutes into this recording already, and it's just been the Aula show. So, are we ready for some ghost stories? So, this is now a baby podcast um, yeah. and a parenting podcast <laughs> because I know loads about being a parent. <laughs> this is. This is gonna Simon's going to love this. I know. I'm going to have to send an apology in advance. You're going to have to send like... a basket, mate. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm just going to quack on. Probably get interrupted loads, but. Did you say quack on? <laughs> quack, on. quack on. Quack on. I did on. say crack, but. <laughs> so our first ghost story is sent in by someone called Jess. Not me, just to clarify. Mm. Mm. So she says, Hey ladies, here is one of my many ghostly activities that I want to share with you. The flat I currently live in has a few stories, but this is the one which has affected multiple people. One thing to note in this story is that the flat is above a barber shop and has the same water supply. The water mains come up to my flat and then down into the shop. In early December 2021, I was told my mother wasn't well and probably didn't have long left. She had been battling Parkinson's for seven years, so I decided to pack up my stuff and went to stay with my sister so we could all be together. Between losing my mum, my sister having a baby and the Christmas holidays, I basically lived there for the entire month of December. The day after Boxing Day, I was on my way home when I had a call from my landlord. I just thought it was a Merry Christmas call or something, so I answered, and he asked if I had any water supply in the flat, as the boys in the barbershop didn't. I explained I hadn't been there for a month, and I was 20 minutes away from home, so I would check as soon as I got back to the flat. Upon arriving, I tried the water, and nothing. After I texted my landlord, I rang Welsh Water, and they said it must have been turned off at the mains as there was water going to the property. Now, even though I'd lived here for over a year, I had no idea where the stop tap was located, and it wasn't in the usual place, which is normally under the sink. My my landlord rang me and told me it's above the doorframe, down in my own private corridor. I tried to turn it on, but it was tight and after speaking to my landlord who thought it was just me being me he decided to come round and take a look for himself with a lot of force he managed to turn the tap on and water came back now for the spooky part there was water up until Christmas Eve and no one entered my flat from then until I arrived home it's a private entrance and no one else has access none of my friends had turned the tap and it's not like it was easy to turn, so it couldn't have been accidentally knocked. No one knows how the water was turned off, and it finally made my landlord believe me when I said that something was playing pranks on me. If you would like any of my other stories, I'm happy to share. Love the podcast. Jess. Well, I mean, of course we want your other stories. I need to know them. And also, I love the fact that like your landlord was like, don't believe you, don't believe you, and then he's like... <laughs> Okay, yeah. to be fair, that's pretty cute. Yeah, like, I'm going to come and check 
And then he is like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I agree. That's creepy. The other stuff. Which now I'm like, I want to know the other stuff. Yeah, of course. And also, I just want to know what that ghost was playing at. Like, is it just like trying to conserve water? Yeah. It's like, it's Christmas Eve. You shouldn't be working. Turn off the tap so the barbershop can't work. Yeah. Like, what what was its deal? What does it have against us having running water? Hmm. No idea. It's it's definitely a very weird ghostly activity. Yeah. Yeah, Orla, I know. Um, that was a shout in the way weighing in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely definitely odd, but um, I really do want to know what else it is so that I know sort of what other setups there's been. Not like, like I want to know the lead up, you know? Yeah, like, this obviously was the first time that it happened with the water, but what else has happened like was this the biggest thing to happen was this the start like or was this just finally the proof that someone else had been able to see yeah or that her landlord please just send it in and thank you for saying you love the podcast we love you for listening yes thank you so much um Um, so also i just wanted to jump in and say something yeah so i have a new housemate yes um i can't even remember if i mentioned it that mentioned that i had a housemate I, when we I, did our update. Yeah, I do. I mean, anyone who I, follows you on Instagram will know. <laughs> yes. Um, so I have a new housemate called Jen, and she's convinced that where I live is haunted. Now, I don't think where I live is haunted. I um, don't think I, where you live is haunted. No, I, I think it has a really good energy. It feels really safe. Yeah. Um, I do get a bit spooked when I'm home alone, but that's just because I... Who doesn't? Yeah. Um... But I, you know, sometimes I'll start off with the landing light on and then it will annoy me when I'm trying to sleep and I'll turn it off if I'm home alone. But yeah. Jen is really scared of this house to the point where, like, she finds it hard to sleep, she freaks herself out. Um, wow. And she's convinced it's haunted. I don't think it is. But she said she's heard, like, someone breathe in her ear and stuff. So is that's a little update. Is she in the room that we used to record in, the ferret's room? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't not... think they had a bad energy. No, I was going to say, I've never felt a bad energy in there. But maybe it's just... It is an old house. A new presence in a room that you've never slept in. Mm. Maybe. maybe. But she says she feels stuff downstairs as well, but then she thinks she's haunted. Oh, okay. So um, maybe. maybe we'll get her on to talk sometime. Or yeah, I'll get definitely. her to just compose, like, a you little know, just write the ghost stories down. Yeah, definitely. That'd be good. Um, she also wants to go to a medium to find out more about <gasps> it. So, oh, that'd be exciting. Watch this space, people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if the medium's okay with it and Jen's okay with it, we could record the session for Patreon. Oh yes. Uh, which we are still going to be actively like doing some bits for it. We just said obviously it might not come out. As soon as we as, wanted, because yeah. we wanted it to be live by now, but you know, life gets in the way. <laughs> best made plans, best laid made plans, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, have you got a cryptid filling? I do have a cryptid filling. Oh, I knew you would. Always, don't ever doubt Always me. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week we are, well, we are, I am going to be telling you. Actually, no, I'm going to stick with we because, I mean, Orla is probably yeah, going you've to got your, pitch in. Your, you've got your co-host. My little sidekick. Um, and we're going to delve a little bit into the Dover demon. Ooh, Dover, England? Not Dover, England. So mm. I saw it and I was like, oh, the Dover Don't demon. Don't something, <laughs> something close to home. And then I was like, and then I started looking at it and I was like, Oh no, it's it's in the Never states. Mind. Never mind, but it's still a really interesting one. So I kept going with it. Cool. So cool. The, well, tell me all. Yeah, the first sighting of the Dover Demon was by William Bill, Bird Short, um, Bellet. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's how his surname is pronounced. Might not be, but it is B E R L E T T. So Bellet, 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 Bellet. Yeah. Um, and that first sighting was on the 21st of April, 1977. He was driving late at night with his two friends in his car along Farm Road in Dover, Massachusetts, when he saw 
glowing orange eyes reflecting in the headlights on top of a broken stone wall. Bill was only 17 at the time and he initially thought it could have been a cat or a dog, but he soon realised that it was a bizarre creature crawling along the wall. There were two passengers in his car at the time, but they didn't see the creature, but they did make Bill turn the car around and drive back. Um, and apparently they were so desperate to see the creature, they, they were actually like hanging out the window, shouting for it. Um, but <laughs> Creature! Literally, that's what like it, the Ooh. statement says, is that they were shouting, creature, out the window. But they never saw it, so... Well, you know, if someone shouted creature at me, I wouldn't turn around and be like, hey. <laughs> Human. <laughs> Woo. Imagine. Just start hey, referring to everyone as, yoo-hoo, human. Look over here. <laughs> Bill described the creature as having large glowing eyes with long fingers and a disrupt. I knew I was going to trip up on this word. It's an easy word, but I cannot say peas for some reason at the minute. Disproportionately large head. <laughs> so other reports have also stated that it has thin arms and legs to match the fingers. It's hairless with flesh-toned skin, which is rough like sandpaper. It has no nose, ears or mouth that any of the witnesses have seen. Bill even drew a picture of the creature, which he signed... I swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. And I'm pretty sure from like what I've seen, like I saw Bill's sketch and I've seen like modern like images of the creature. And I think Bill's initial sketch of it is pretty much what they use as the picture of this creature. Even now. Sounds a bit creepy like being a smooth face. Yeah, like and when you see um like pictures of it it is literally like um have you ever seen doctor who um no oh okay it kind of looks like the silence on doctor who for anyone who has um with like like just no face but Which in is... some of the pictures it has eyes didn't i thought it said it didn't have eyes uh Oh, I might, I might have said eyes instead of ears. Sorry. No nose, ears or mouth, but it does have eyes. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, so. I might have misheard. Yeah, because I've just Googled it. It looks yeah. kind of like an, a grey alien. It does. It's got a very big head and very skinny. Yeah, it's, it's very grey-like, I would say. Yeah. It's quite creepy. I mean, I would be scared if I saw that. No, um, yeah, but I don't think I'd be going, creature, they're going to go, <laughs> yeah. fuck no. <laughs> yeah, but I guess peer pressure, if your friends didn't see it and they wanted to, and you wanted to prove that you weren't crazy. Lying. Like, yeah. And not just seeing things. Um, but Bill wasn't the only person to report seeing this creature. So on the same evening on Miller Hill, John Baxter was walking home with his friend Pete Mitchell. Um, John went to the police reporting that the two boys had seen the same thing as bill but they'd um ooh, but they described the creature as standing up on two hind legs and running into a gully they said it then stopped standing next to a tree the boys were only 15 and 13 at the time and they were very scared so they didn't go looking for the creature and then they just ran straight to the police station apparently which i think is what i would go have to done. the police but you see when people go to the police station about these things what are they gonna do i don't also know that i would ever go to the police station about it because no what i mean mate, i know this is a different time yeah what's what's the point <laughs> yeah like i mean also they ain't committing a crime he just out here yeah he vibing he did he did nothing different to you he's just out also chilling killing I mean, not killing. That would be a crime, actually. <laughs> yeah, killing would be a crime. Um, I think when you, I mean, we'll come on to if it was true or whatever later. But I think the police's opinion was always that it wasn't true. Yeah, I mean, I suppose people did go to the police about the clown thing that happened a few years ago. I mean, I think if I saw a sinister-looking person dressed as a clown. I probably would go to the police about that. 
Yeah. Because that's not a normal thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to see it. Yeah. To yeah. Do, yeah. I guess. But like, I guess. if I saw if I saw an alien, I'm not going to ring the police. <laughs> well, people do, though. Yeah, they do. I mean, I, I wonder if it's because people don't know what else to do. Do you know what I mean? It's like, just a way to report it, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know if there's an alien hotline you meant to call, so. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Alien, alien hotline. hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could make an Hello, alien hotline. Alien hotline, how can I help you? <laughs> Have you seen an alien in your neighbourhood that you want to report? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you Oh, I really wish you I could see her I knew this girl hair. was special. Because um, she really looks... Me. Oh, okay. She looks like Jack-Jack from The Incredibles, I think. Aw. <laughs> yeah, I know. You keep playing with your drink, and I'm going to finish this one, and then maybe... Maybe if you're good, you can have a jelly. Oh, she didn't seem too happy about that. She's like, oh. Oh, I think she took that seriously. I think she was yeah, like, right, she was like, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be so well-behaved. Um. <laughs> so again, there is even more sightings of this creature. So mm-hmm. the next evening, on the twenty second of April, Abby, I want to. I think it's Brabham or Brabham. Brabham. I'm not sure. Brabham. I think Brabham sounds. I mean, this is in Massachusetts. It sounds a bit more American. Um, Brabham. I would say Brabham. Yeah. Um. So she was fifteen. And Will Trainter, who was 18, were travelling along Springdale Avenue in Will's car when they both reported seeing something that matched the description of the other boys. The only slight difference is that Abby reported seeing green eyes instead of oranges. Oranges? I love an orange. Not oranges. (laughs) (laughs) Reported seeing green eyes instead of orange. (laughs) She stated that the creature was about the size of a goat and stood on four legs. Um, she was actually questioned numerous times as it was initially thought that she was lying because she thought that the eyes were a different colour, but she stuck to her story the entire time and never changed it. So then people started to believe it and then maybe thought, oh, well, maybe it is. it's not obviously a human creature, so maybe it can change the colour of its eyes. Which what colour did you say the eyes were? She said. Um, so she thought that they were green, but the other report said that they were orange. But also, can't women see colours better than men? Or am I just making that up? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if women saw colours differently to men. But I mean, also... everyone sees the world. So, yeah, apparently men often struggle to tell the difference between hues, as one in 12 of them are colourblind compared to one in 255 women. Oh, wow. Uh, researchers believe that some difference. women may actually be able to see 99 million more colours than the average human being. Wow. How do you know she want one of them? Yeah. Um, I also, also think... Like, they're not massively off. No, and I think if the they're in different cars, like, when did I say this was? The 70s? Like, how great are headlights on cars in the 70s? And also, in different... If it was, like, in a reflect... Like, you know when eyes reflect, like, cat cat's eyes reflect for example yeah they're, they're gonna look different they're yeah gonna be different shades yeah and maybe his headlights had more of a green hue to them and will's or bill's um headlights have more of an orange like or maybe yeah. it was like and street lights i don't think it's that deep also i think yeah. it's a bit typical that the woman's not believed just i know him. yeah not to make yeah. it about gender, right? But I'm just so But, but, <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits. <laughs> then, you know. Um, yeah, then. So, all the witnesses, after Bill reported it, um, they were actually all asked to draw sketches. Um, and they all drew pretty much the same thing. I mean, I'm just... It, it said that they were similar. I'm assuming the differences were probably in their drawing ability. Yeah, and also minor differences, but... Yeah, and also every single person's reported it in the dark. So, you know, you're not going to see. Yeah. Um, So they all drew a creature of the description above with a circular head at the top, which was an elongated oval at the bottom. Think the... Roger from um, uh, American Dad. Yes, 
really similar to that actually apart yeah. from really skinny <laughs> well he is he's just got a pot belly yeah true he's got I like think it literally looks like arms. a grey yeah yeah it is quite creepy isn't it I think it's an alien mm-hmm me too um so anyway they think that the demon stands sh- stands about three feet tall and then I don't really know where they got this information from but it's also thought that it can become invisible in the day and then hides in the forest during the night. But I was like, well, if it's not been spotted in the day, like, you can't just assume that, like, it could be nocturnal, it could also sleep, in my opinion. And also, it could, like, there's, there's so many explanations other than ability <laughs> it's to become invisible. <laughs> like, I read it and I was like, ah, oh, you just jumped to some conclusions there. Yeah, that's, that's like the opposite of Occam's Razor. <laughs> it's like, it's never been seen in the day, must be invisible. Yeah, like, you know what, I'm not often, I'm, you know, on my days off, not often seen before midday, but, um... But you're not invisible. I'm not invisible, I'm just sleeping. It's like, I'm rarely seen at night now, after 10 o'clock, I become invisible. None of the witnesses have said about a noise, but in the report it was like, oh, it's thought to have a blood-curdling noise, which is a combination of a hawk screech and a snake hiss. And I was like, that's a weird combination. But nothing ever said, oh, and Bill said, as well as his sighting, he heard it say this. And the other boys said this. And I was like, it just almost was like, these are the sightings. And it's thought to have a this sound. And I'm like, where? But also, where? like, so a, a snake is like, yeah, and a hawk is like, <laughs> so... Why, how, how is that together? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying ass. Ass. So, everyone over a certain age will find that funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's how you tell uh, how old people, some people are. Um, yeah. But I was like, it sounds like a pretty cool, like, alien cryptid. And then it's like, I feel like some of the information about it is just kind of like, you know what? I think this is what it would sound like. There was one more thing that they were like, they didn't have any specific, the website that I got this from, they didn't have any specific like, oh, one witness said this. It's just a, we think it does this kind of thing. So the last thing that they think it just does is um sits in trees and waits for people to walk past and then jumps down and scares them. But then I was like, that's a, surely. That's a vibe, I like that. <laughs> but also, surely, there would be a lot more witness reports if that was true. Yeah, yeah. They, they just seem to be like like going, and another thing, and another and thing. And another However, thing. However, I want that to be true because I just think it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, just like sitting, waiting, be like, you look like you're having a nice walk. Screech. Time for me to change that. Yeah. Ah, and then it's like, ah, <laughs> but also part of me is like it's quite small like it's three foot tall oh and part of me is like would it actually be that scary you could just drop kick it yeah because i mean it has a big head but it doesn't have nose ears or so a mouth. Does my nephew to be fair like <laughs> i could still drop kick him <laughs> Maybe oh, my sister doesn't listen, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> or if she does, I'm about to find out. <laughs> she, she's not told you she listens. Well, my mum doesn't listen because she says it's not her thing. <laughs> Thanks, she's mom. said in ghost stories as well, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. I made her, though. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair. What's your mum called? But yeah, I mean, three foot tall. Yeah, you can drop kick that. Unless you're also three foot tall, you can drop kick. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't look like it'd be very heavy. Yeah, and like, you know what? Like, it's the same way, like, six year olds are scary, but I can drop kick them so it's fine. Yeah. It'd be frowned I don't, but I'm just I mean, saying. Yeah, I was at a gig the other day, so when I was at a festival at the weekend, 
There was kids in the crowd, absolutely fine. Crowd surfing, yeah. amazing, love it. And then at one point they tried to push past us to the front and I was a bit like, just because you're a no. child doesn't mean I'm going to let you go at the front. No. And I know maybe people were like, oh, that's mean. No, I paid for my ticket, they didn't. Yeah. Also, get there earlier. We yeah, all want to be on, get... on the barrier, love. Yeah, don't get crowd surfed. Also, where are your parents? In the crowd. Yeah. But we just didn't move. I was like, I know maybe I like I'm being a dick, but like it's really not my problem. No. <laughs> I paid well, money. You did ages. not. Yeah. yeah. I want to be at the front as well. Etiquette. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what it is. Anyway, massively sidetracked. Shall I shall I get shall I get back on? Yeah. Obviously because there were some sightings quite close together in distance and time frame, it yeah. was um, a very interesting case to a lot of cryptozoologists. So if you plot the sightings on a map, they just make a straight line for two miles. Okay. So they're all along like one straight road. Um, mm-hmm. So Lauren Coleman was the initial investigator in the case. And he just thought like, this isn't random. This is all in the same place. There must be something going on here so he named the creature as the dover demon and apparently the name just just stuck so he named it before they knew what it was name stuck and the press ran with it um so he so lauren coleman is actually the founder of a cryptozoology museum in portland so i want to go i know it sounds really fun but he so he's actually really well known um but obviously so he thought the same as you this could be an alien. Um, alien, alien. So he got, um, so you got some people involved just to rule out that it wasn't um, alien or a ufological phenomenon. That? So he brought in phenomenon. Phenomenon. He brought in Joseph Nyman, 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 Ed Fogg, and Walter Webb. Right, and what are their um, credentials, please? They are ufological researchers. Um, yep. But he From also. Which university did they uh, get? One that of them degree? actually works at the Hayden Planetarium. <laughs> Apparently, they're all very um, experienced in their field and they're very good at researching. So he trusted them to do, in his words, comprehensive examinations of all the eyewitnesses, law enforcement, and the community. Oh. Mm. Okay. So it didn't actually say how long he investigated for. But do you want to know what he concluded at the end well, of all of his research? Um, he said his final statement was, I was comfortable enough to say in the end, I don't know. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, happy he, I'm happy we had him on the case. I know. Because you know what? Without him, we might have never known. We, we might have never known. So he also said... And I... I, I you know, I'm just smashing work. But you know what? They do say in nursing, there is a, there's a lot of um, merit in saying to, like, family members and patients, like, we actually don't know. Don't know. Oh, 100%. The rest of his statement, apart from saying, I don't know, was, the eyewitnesses were credible, the incidents flowed naturally, and all of the sightings were, were within 1.1 miles of each other. That's less than random. And that's apparently all he said on it. And I was like, again, I'm so happy we have this dude on the case because woof. Well, imagine if so we much insight, such good insight, so much insight. Um, the conc- the the conclusions magical. Just, yeah, you know what? Life changing. This guy, <laughs> where's his medal? <laughs> Literally. How is he well known? <laughs> For what? <laughs> For saying I don't know. Well, you know what? Where's my fucking na- notoriety? Yeah, Where's I mean... my nationality. Where's my nationality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could have done the Should've exact put Orla same on the case, thing. Yeah, me and Orla could have done the same thing, couldn't we, mate? Did he get paid for this? I don't know. Mm. I genuinely don't know. Same conclusion. You know what? And you don't get paid for this. No, unfortunately not. No. Not yet. Well, you know, I'm I'm 
<laughs> so basically, we we don't know what it is. It was a spooky dooky thing. Yeah. Um, no one knows what so it is. Has it been seen again since? Well, so many other people have been obviously very interested in the Dover Demon. And it is thought to be the same cryptid as the Maneshki. Apparently, it is a race of trickster people in Cree folklore. They are semi-humanoid beings with very thin skin, lanky arms. (laughs) Lanky (laughs) arms and legs. (laughs) Um, Big big heads and no-nos. And according to the Cree folklore, there are two humanoid races... The humans and the Menengshi. I don't know. You said that differently each time. I know. I'm not really quite sure how it is pronounced. I mean, I'm not the best on Cree folklore. Not going to lie. But anyway, apparently they live between the rocks within rapids and they like to crawl out and capsize canoes of people trying to canoe through the rapids and spin them to their deaths. And I was like... sound fun though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think if I was gonna, you know, have a hobby that was awful, it would be that. Instead of just podcast. <laughs> did you like that joke? Did you? There's a raisin on your shoulder. <laughs> There's a raisin on your shoulder, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Did you like that? She's raising elf. <laughs> I'm on fire, babe. You are. I'm on fire. <laughs> this will be a comedy podcast this week. Top of the comedy charts. Yeah. Maybe. Um, <laughs> That'll be the day. Oh. Okay, so there might have been sightings, but it might also be these little rapid folks. Yeah, so... They're a might... little bit evil, but in a good way, I feel yeah. like. A little bit of a funny way. Yeah, so it could have been extraterrestrial, could have been, oi, these little folk people, um, or it could have just been, well, what the police thought, which was a because the sightings were all people of a similar age. Yeah. It was thought that it was just like um a summer teenage hoax. And that okay. was the, the police's because they were like, Oh, isn't it convenient that everyone seeing this is within a two mile radius of each other and are all under eighteen. Which I was like, yeah, I mean, makes sense. But also maybe it is an alien that does only show itself to teenagers. Yeah. I and, mean, they're, and they're the people walking around those places at the perfect yeah, times the of night. Thing, like, you're not, you know, it's a bit like the way joggers and truckers find, and hikers. Yeah. And dog walkers find dead bodies because they're the ones they're the- who are, out and about at like early hours and stuff who's out at night kids yeah sorry i'm not laughing at that i'm just laughing at all i made like i gave her a bit of jelly and she just looked at me like i'd poisoned her (laughs) stop being weird (laughs) oh i was gonna say suck the jelly off the spoon but i'm not sure if that's inappropriate it's just sucking Okay. She's very intense with it. <laughs> she is so intense, isn't she? Um, but yeah, that was the police's main theory, is that it was either a hoax or that they'd just seen, um, like, just an animal that they weren't used to. Yeah, but they're not fucking idiots. It's not like they're, like, three-year-olds who have never seen something before. Yeah. So, I don't know, and I think Lauren Coleman shut down that theory quite quickly as well and was like, they're not native to the area, the things that they thought it was going to be. So he is like, I don't think it was a mistake. He's like, I think it is a genuine cryptid, but he just didn't know what it was. Yeah, I mean... I, yeah, teenagers aren't idiots. They don't... It's not like they look at something and they're like, never seen that before. <laughs> it's weird. Obviously an alien. Better call the police. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I think that's a bit um, a bit rude, really. Yeah. And the police in the area have said that there's not been more sightings in recent years, 
but they do regularly get calls to remove people from private land because they're looking for the Dover demon. Okay. So I think it is still quite a popular well, cryptid. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess it's cryptids always are. I mean, look at Nessie. Yeah, I mean, weirdly, really big in Japan, apparently, from, like, looking at it. Like, they have, like, okay. loads of figurines of it and all that. Okay, that's odd, because, like I said, to me, it just looks like a grey. So it's not anything... Yeah, so it's not, not like Not a... to, like, shit on it, but it's not But that... it's not, not that not exciting. That yeah, yeah, not that out there. It's not Mothman. <laughs> but you've got some weird obsession with Mothman. I love Mothman. What is wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I'm just... Just saying. It's I tried also... to explain what Mothman was to someone the other day. And you know and you realise other people do not share your interests of like cryptids. And you're like... Oh, That's... yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you don't research cryptids? And th- this isn't in your circle? Yeah, like you don't know. You don't listen to podcasts about this? Like, Okay. Like, really? This is general knowledge. <laughs> yeah. If I weren't on Mastermind, um, this would be my speciality subject. I probably wouldn't. Cryptids. Well, I, you know, that makes I, sense. I can't pronounce half the shit, so I don't think I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't look the most intelligent, but... Yeah, no. So, really weirdly big in Japan, but also there is, like, a book written about it, and the author of the book is Hunter Shea. So if you fancy reading it, I don't know if it's a good book. I personally have not read it. I don't know if it's about any of this at all, but I do think that the events inspired the book. And um, William Bartlett, uh, Bartlett, sorry, Bill, who was the first eyewitness, Mm -hmm. even though it was in April 1977, he still gets like emails and calls from people more around October time, obviously Halloween time. Yeah. Um trying to find out more information about the Dover Demon. But he still apparently stands by his original like story and encounter saying it's yeah. not a hoax and he says he appreciates it. It was only 10 seconds while driving his car, but he says he remembers it to so this day. Yeah, and he's still perplexed by it, was his own words. Also, 10 seconds is longer than we think. Oh, God, yeah. Like, if you like, have to if... hold your breath for 10 seconds, you'd be struggling by the end of it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, yeah, like people think, like, oh, 10 seconds isn't long. But I feel like when you're driving, yeah. that is longer than A you lot think. Can happen also, don't look at something for 10 seconds when you're driving. <laughs> I mean, I think if you saw something like that, you probably I'm just would. putting out a PSA though. Don't look oh, for something yeah, 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 for 10 yeah. seconds when you're driving other than the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look at anything for more than 10 seconds. Just drive with your eyes closed. No, we're not saying that. Oh yeah, completely. Do you want your when you back? drive, you do the opposite of blinking. You like, you, you open your eyes as if you're blinking. That's how I drive anyway. Yeah, keep your eyes closed and then just sporadically open them. Open them. It's great. <laughs> it's really fun as well. I've only killed like 12 grannies this week. This week. (laughs) I think justice for these children, children, teenagers, I think is an alien. I, it sounds alien. Also makes sense as to why no one's seen it since. Yeah. It was just on its little mission. It was sent by, you know, whoever. Whoever. Yeah, did his They're like, your assignment is to... Your assignment is to like be creepy in the woods and jump down from trees and scare people. Um, <laughs> Shriek like a horse. Respond to hisses and shrieking. Um, so and do then a bit he of that. Popped back up. Yeah. There's a work trip. Fair so, play. See, I've done more than Lauren Coleman. Yeah. At least you've like given a theory, not just exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Are you ready for the final ghostly story? I am, the last I am. slice of bread. So this one I actually got off Reddit. So I saw someone posting on the, well, just like on, on the ghost stories page. And I just messaged them saying, do you mind if I use this ghost story? They said it was okay that I used their stories. 
their um, Reddit name is another Aussie, and mm-hmm. they are actually sending over some more stuff. They haven't. They have asked for a link of when this goes out though, so I need to remember to do that because they okay. would like to listen to it back. Oh, well, well, like, that's, that's fair mm-hmm. enough. So her fingers crossed that they listen. And we um, don't have that many listeners in Australia, so no. I think we have so like three percent, maybe. Are you ready for this story? Always ready, baby. Baby. So, these are my experiences of when I was growing up in a house so blatantly haunted, my friends only ever stayed over once. Might as well start with the daily occurrences. For context, the house was raised, so we had a garage and storage underneath the living space at ground level. If anyone, including animals, were to walk around on the ground level, it wouldn't make a noise in the house. I would hear footsteps walking down the hall when I was the only person in the house. The pantry door would be open every morning. My dad used to get up at 4am to get ready for work and it would be open after knowing that I had closed it the night before. He would always close it and blame it on me. Okay, so now on to the more wild stuff. I was hanging out with a mate of mine and we made our way back to my house. Once we arrived, I realised I didn't have a key, so I asked him to wait at the front door while I ran round to the back door. We never bothered to lock the back door because we had a neo-mastiff as a guard dog. So I went round the back, walked up the stairs and opened the door into the kitchen and directly in front of me, in the T-intersection hallway, was a shadow projected onto the wall. This was very strange as the sun was a solid 90 degrees to the side of the house where the shadow was, so it couldn't have been mine. Secondly, it was standing full height from the floor and as I moved, it didn't. I froze as my mind was processing what I was seeing. It turned around and bolted towards the living room in the direction of the front door. I could hear the footsteps as the shadow ran and I could feel the floor vibrating. So in that moment, my mind shifted from that's a shadow to that's an intruder and I ran after it. I ran approximately two metres across the kitchen and then three metres across the living room and then I remembered my friend was standing at the door waiting for me. I ran to the door and realised that there was no one around me and I couldn't see or hear anything or any shadow anymore. I opened the door and let my friend in, explaining to them what happened and that there might be someone hiding in the house. They helped me check it out, but neither of us could find anything out of the ordinary. Another short story, and I was sitting at the computer about 1 or 2am when I felt a hot breath blow across the back of my neck. That made me jump out of my skin. I have two younger sisters and I was watching TV with one of them in the living room and decided that I'd had enough and I was going to bed. I got up, said goodnight and started walking to my room. At the end of the hall was my parents' room which had a mirror in it. It wasn't facing the hall but it was visible from it. Stood there was a young girl in white PJs who I just assumed was my youngest sister and gave it no more thought. That was until I took about three more steps when I reached her doorway. She was sitting there playing on her PlayStation 2. That's when I looked back up the hallway and it was empty. Remembering, I muttered, damn it, Bob, as as at this point, we had long since started calling the ghost Bob, just so we had something to call it. Moving on to the fateful friend's night over. Not much had happened for most of the night till we decided that it was bedtime. We were 19 at the time. Anyway, it was the following morning when I got up and went into our living room where my mate had slept. He looked like hell. Our lights had an afterglow function, so you could see for a few minutes after turning them off. Apparently, about an hour after I'd gone to bed, the lights clicked twice and the blue glow kicked on. That stirred him awake as he thought it was one of us getting up. Then, the front door started rattling in the frame, like someone was outside pushing and pulling on it. That eventually stopped, and not long after, he heard footsteps going from the door down to the hall and back for some time. He said he pulled the blanket up over his head when the door started banging, but was too scared to pull it down to see who or what was walking around. 
he flatly refused to stay a single night ever again in that house. This is just a snapshot of the shenanigans that we experienced in that house, but they are also the most memorable. Couldn't just let me finish, could you all? <laughs> okay, so there's a lot to unpack. A there. lot. It was a long story. Which um, I could break down. I could have broken down into a couple. Hang on. No, I don't but, think that's necessary though. No, but also I feel like. If I'd have tried to break it down, it wouldn't have made as much sense. Yeah, like, no, I like a long story, personally. Yeah, and I think because it all happened in that one house, it kind of built up to the friend staying over. Yeah, and I don't blame that friend. I don't think I'd stay over again. Oh, my God, no. If that happened to me at my friend's house, I'd be like, I like you, but I'm not we staying in your house. Mine. Yeah, like, I'm not not about that so yeah thank you Aussie dude sorry we haven't dissected it more but we have got um a, a baby who yeah needs attention um but the thank you so much to your story one was the um sister imagine thinking you've seen your sister don't press the space bar imagine thinking you've seen your sister but it's actually the ghost so thank you so much Aussie and I can't wait to hear more of your stories yes. um and we hope you enjoyed the episode <laughs> Yeah. On that note as well, because we would like more Australian listeners. Definitely. Australia, so Australian oh. listeners, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and I think on that You're note, Orla's telling us to end. So I guess there's not much left to say. Um, Orla, <laughs> do you have anything to say? She's showing you the headphones. It's goodbye from me, Orla and Jess. And just remember to stay safe and stay, stay spooky. spooky. Hey guys, if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, please email us truecrimecovinpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at truecrimecovin or on Instagram and Facebook where we are at truecrimecovinpod. Also, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate us wherever you're listening to this right now, be it Spotify, Apple Music, or if you're on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up click that bell get notifications every time we post subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from make these two witches smile (laughs) (laughs) thanks witches sorry simon